You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPay, delighted to be your host as always. Shankers is with me as always. Shankers, how are we doing? I am good, Scott. How are you? Not bad, mate. Thanks for joining me. Delighted to welcome Rory Loy as well. First appearance in SM Media. How are we? Thanks for joining us. All good. All good. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Can I complain? How, how glad are you to be part of the, the podcast? I'm delighted. It's something which um, interests me to be fair. Chatting about the weekly results and all the all the current affairs, so I'm looking forward to getting my teeth in it. Brilliant. And we've continued to run a Glenarfin guest as well. We've managed to get Cammy Marlowe to join us this week. Cam, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's good to be on. Yeah. Brilliant. Are you out to outdo your teammates for last week? <laughs> Maybe one of them usually, but aye. <laughs> uh, I look forward to it. What was your thoughts on it? Did you watch it? Aye, aye, it was good. Aye. Um, Causes some good stories, so he does. Chessy's just Chessy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But we'll get into the results over the weekend. We'll, we'll start off with the results on Saturday. Aberdeen and St Mirren, a goalless draw. The Day United 3 0 winners over Livingston. Hamilton, a big result, going to Motherwell 1 4 1. Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 0. And today we saw Celtic two, uh, St Johnson 1, Celtic 2. We'll start off at Ibrooks, Rory, with the Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 0. What was your thoughts in the game and how big a win was that for Rangers? Ah, it was huge. I think on the back of a little wobble last week, um, it wasn't just the, the, the result. I think it was a performance, which is a wee bit worrying last week. So I think any form of win, especially going into Thursday night, was, was needed. Um, getting Davis and Jack back in the team was, was a good starting point, I think. And Jack's moment of brilliance, I don't think anyone expects that from him. You know, he's a quality, quality player um, and, he, and he can see a pass. But and any finish he's had since he's been at Rangers, is, I think it's been with a side foot, but he's put his laces through that one and what a finish. Definitely. Shankers, did you, did you think Rangers would bounce back the way they did after their performances last I, Sunday? I think, I think a home game and against a side who have been struggling recently probably uh, was in their favour. And I think it took a moment of a brilliance, a moment of quality to actually separate the teams because there wasn't too much too much in it. To be honest, Rangers had a lot of possession, but not really a lot of clear-cut chances. And, Marnock just come in and they kind of sat in. I think with most teams coming to Ibrooks and do they sit in and, and hope you can maybe catch one in the break. Because if they, if you come to Ibrooks and, and open up, you're going to get three and four goals to coffee. So can't really complain with the result, probably, probably fair enough result in the end up. Definitely. Can't join that's the league. I got a game that's won the league. Sorry, that was a game that's won the league. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see in the next couple of weeks, but I hope so. Um, I, like I said, Jack's finish, his first touch is unbelievable. Um, and I think it's, it's a massive bounce back from, from all we've seen before. But no, getting them key players back in as well to to, to move the ball, um, I was massive for Rangers yesterday, I thought. Yeah, definitely. Rory, see, like, obviously you, you played with Davis when you, were, when you were at Ibrox, but who kind of stands out to you in that Rangers team as well, other than Davis? Because I thought Davis was brilliant yesterday. I thought it was a few really good players like Atten as well. Who did you think was kind of stands out for you in that Rangers team? I mean, there's a number of number of players which stand out. Davis is Davis is top class. You know, he's played a number of games in the Premier League. He's, he's calmness on the ball. He turns over possession so so well in tight situations. And 
know, brings a calmness to the game. And I think that was apparent last week at Hamilton where Rangers lost the balls in a lot of key areas. I mean, you look at Tavernier, 17 goals from right back. It's unbelievable. Um, I think when Rangers don't play so well, he is exposed defensively. You know, I played with played with Tavernier down at Carlisle for a spell. He came on loan for six came on loan for six months and you could tell his his offensive ability was was unbelievable. Um, but defensively, he was he was lacking a little bit. I had to do most of his running, going back away. Whereas, um, whereas these days, he's really got on top of that stage. He's game. I think, I think having players around him as well, he's been a shining light. He's been he's been really really good. Uh, and I think Barisic provides that natural balance on the other side. So I think over the course of the season, I know they've not been as prominent in the last few weeks, but the two fullbacks are, a, are an absolute standout. Barisic's quality into the box is is phenomenal. Um, so I'd probably have to say that the two fullbacks have probably been consistent right throughout the season, along with Davis, and that's that's built a strong foundation. And obviously Goldson in there as well. But the problem with that question is you could probably speak about five or six Rangers players all day about how good they've been. So it's it's a hard hard question to answer. But I would certainly say the two fullbacks and and Davis have, have given the, the the team a right a right good springboard uh, in the offensive um, half of the pitch. Definitely. See the see the two fullbacks. They must be so fit for. For all the forward and back away concerts, it's not as if they pick and choose our runs. It's if if Paris is that side, Tav's almost in the six yard box at the other side for the end of the course. It must be so fit to be able to do that week after week. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And um, I think as well, when they are cut up the pitch, when you've got Jack and Davis in there, I mean, they've still got the legs to get in and cover for them. Um, and I think even at Hamilton last week, you know. Tav's caught up the pitch, but um, I think it was Jack filling in. Obviously, didn't he stop the cross? But that's just an example of, um, you know, understanding and reading the game, Jack and Davis. I think so. I think the balance between the three of them or the four of them has has been phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Shankers obviously Kawama made a big signing over the week, bringing in Kyle Lafferty. Jinky will be the the answer for what the Kawama need. I think they they just needed something different just to freshen it up a wee bit. I think. One thing that, that Kyle Lafferty brings wherever he's went is gold and, and the real, that's something that they're really lacking at the moment. So I think it'll obviously with his experience and goals, it'll, it'll just be enough to keep them safe. I think I think they've got better quality than other teams run about them. Uh, like Ross County and Hamilton, I think come on have got better quality and experience all over the pitch to, to kind of see them see them safe enough in the league. Uh, I, I think it's kind of between Ross County and Hamilton who's, who's going to get down. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to the, the other games on Saturday as well. Model 1, Hamilton 4. Cammy, did you see that was all coming? No. no. Well, to be fair, actually, after the year against against Rangers, um, they, they were the ones that were absolutely up for it against Rangers. So, not not surprised too much, but uh, the four goals I was surprised with. Um, and you're struggling of late, but the ST result was obviously a massive for them. And who knows what they can do, how they can kick on and get up to that table but I don't know maybe it's too late but no it was a, a solid good performance for them and they seem to be up for it now Yeah definitely Rory did you think the, the model red changed the game like giant would have been a, a different result if O'Donnell stayed on Mark Cooper was doing between the past three put it that way I took Motherwell I fancied Motherwell I think they've they've, they've come on uh, quite strong since Alexander's took over I was a fan of Robinson as well but in terms of the red I, I think the the two goals after the red, I think there's a mentality thing when you go down to 10 men, there's also almost a siege mentality, but they lost two goals so soon after the red that it just meant that the game was the game was gone. So I would have to say, aye, the, the red card followed by the next goal made a, made a huge difference. I think there's always a chance when you go down to 10 men 
and conceding two more goals, I, I think it think it's difficult. And see, to be fair, watching Hamilton against Rangers, they could have took four off Rangers. Yeah. So I think I think we were all surprised by the result, but you know if they've taken that performance against Rangers and it Motherwell, then they're capable of scoring four goals against anybody. But obviously they need to show that more often because you wouldn't put Hamilton down to score four goals every week. No, definitely not. Shankers, what was your thoughts on the result? Big result, big surprise, surprising result. It's always a, a surprise, but it's are, are we really surprised Hamilton are starting to rack up decent results at this time of the season? Where every year it seems to be they they get the results to. Almost uh, keep them safe. So I'm I'm no surprised that they, they beat Mother, but I'm obviously surprised. Four goals away from home. I know there's a sender off. I don't think it's any coincidence. Uh, Mother's not doing, doing well recently when De- Declan Gallagher's at the team. I think they're a, they're a better team defensively when he's there. He's a kind of no nonsense defender. Uh, loves to hit it, not too fancy or anything like that. So I think it's no coincidence Mother's struggling with him. Yeah, definitely. As well as that, the United big result for them, 3 0 win against Livingston. Rory Shank, uh, Lauren Shanklin got the two goals. How impressed have you been with, with Lauren Shanklin since he's come up to the SPL? Aye, he's, he's really taken his form from League One in the Championship right into the Premier League. I'm sure it would have been in the back of his head that everyone was asking the question if, if he was capable or not. I also think that having that little spell with the international team and knocking up a couple of goals would have really you know, built his confidence up. He had a sticky start, but you know, he's, he's finished a couple of weeks ago from the halfway line, just shows the quality the boy's got. Um, and he's a focal point for that team. And any time I've seen Dundee United this season, even earlier in the season when he wasn't scoring goals, he was a massive part of um, their performances. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you're not, you're not going to get as many chances in the Premier League, but he's starting to really take his chances now. And like I said, he's, his game intelligence is, is second to none at that level, I think. And uh, he's, he's really got uh, his shooting boots on at the moment, which is, you know, his, his full game's coming to fruition and he's, he's showing what he's got. Yeah. Shankers, what do you, what do you think about Livingston? The part of, a couple of bad results, obviously, for their, their great run of form. Like, what do you think's going on there before the, it's not really the best run to begin into before a cup final? Uh, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's probably kind of worst time. Obviously, you can ask, know that you've seen it coming, but you'll just, you're like, surely they can't just keep winning. You were, you were, you were almost going to, and you see somebody they were probably the other no firm, the team that everybody wanted to beat because of what I know them not them off the run, but it's a poor, a poor time in the season to not losing games because you don't want to get into the habit of that coming up to a cup final. Obviously, it's a cup final can almost take care of itself. It's a, a one off game, but uh, we're concerned we're concerned with two defeats can get leading up to the weeks towards the final. Definitely. Definitely. We'll move on to Aberdeen now, St. Marin now. Uh Cammy, what was your thoughts on that game? Were you surprised at that result? Um uh, yeah, no, um, Aberdeen obviously they've not been probably doing great. Um so you can kind of see um not surprised with, uh, the, with the draw, but I I, I just think that there's something something needs to be maybe changed to Aberdeen or I don't know if, if it's time for them to move on. I, I don't know what, what what the answer is for them, but it just seems to be getting poor result after poor result. And so Marin are ones were up and down. Um but you know, it's kind of like a nothing game on it. Kind of cancel each other out, and I see. I think it's in, in, in severe pressure now after after that draw. Anyway, yeah. Rory Jank, uh, bringing in like it's a Fraser Hornby and Florian Camberry can can I get Aberdeen going, or do you think there is maybe time for a change with McInnes and things like that? Well, what's your kind of thoughts on that situation? Yeah, I hope so. I hope I hope that bringing in um, these guys really helps McInnes because I I do believe that every manager's got a shelf life, but. I do feel for McInnes and every single summer he seems to have a rebuilding job in his hands. 
he loses key players in key areas and year in, year out, he seems to produce and finish, whether it be second when Rangers won in the league or third now that Rangers are in the league and they're still batting for third at the moment. It's, I think it's a matter of expectations. What, what are Aberdeen's expectations? And I know he's only delivered one trophy in eight years, but you know he, he beaten several cup finals off a Brendan Rodgers Celtic team, so you've got to cut the guy a bit of slack. And I think it's a little bit of, you don't know what you've got till it's gone with McInnes. So to answer your question, I hope the likes of Hornby can come in and make a real difference because it's no easy, I can't imagine as a manager, to lose your key players every single year to replace them and still get results. Mm-hmm. So, and I think as well, the likes of St Mums and Livingston, they're, they're for a spell there, there was a clear top set, top and bottom six in Scotland. And I think it shows the strength of the league when you look at your Livingston and St Mums. You know, they're, they're mugs these guys and they're a, they're a good team and they're capable of going up to Pataudry and getting points. So I think it just shows the strength of the league and that, you know, every game is a tough game. Um, but I really hope it works out for McGuinness. I, I would be I would be in the camp of giving him more time and giving him these guys an opportunity to prosper because he's he's brought in guys that have done it before and I believe he he would do it again. Mm-hmm. And Jenkson, your old club said Monk can make top six. I don't see why not. Um, I, I know they've got a couple of games in hand and I don't know Jim Goodwin too well, but what I do know of him is he's a warrior and he, he builds teams that are, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but hard to beat. And when you've got that foundation, it just goes to show yesterday, if you don't concede goals, you're, you're guaranteed a point at least. Uh, I know the, the Celtic took four off them the other night, but I, I do believe they can. And it's a great club, St. Man. Um, really good fan base and I love my time there. So, you know, if it was between them and the likes of your Livingstons, I would be, I'd be pulling on St. Man to do it. Yeah, definitely. We obviously lost Ross County and Habs to a frozen patch. We'll move on to the game today. St. Johnson won, Celtic 2, and me and Shankers were speaking to our, our mutual friend, Mark Wilson, about the team lineup, and we were stunned. At the, I was stunned anyway at the fact that... What was your thoughts on the lineup where Ayeti been dropped? I was astonished that he was dropped after the, the case they pleaded during the week to, that Ayeti needed game time and they don't play on the day. Doesn't make sense to me. What was your thoughts on the Shankers? Uh, it's obviously surprising um, that he's not played, but he's he's not really featured a lot this season. His his performance against Kilmarnock and uh, St Mum was obviously encouraging, but it's it's hard that Celtic haven't really got a second team. I don't think Lennon knows his best eleven. Uh, I'm not surprised that they won because in the last two games I've been a looking to. Uh, I think is this the fourth one in a row? Yeah. So uh, fourth one in a row. So they're starting to build. Oh, the wee bit of momentum, but the thing is that they're still conceding goals. That that's the only thing that I'd be I'd be worried about if I was them. I think that sums lining up as well. I would say. I mean, see, this season I would have been surprised as well if it wasn't for seven weeks ago, Lennon coming out and publicly and saying Varkas was his number one. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, you know, the guy conceded one goal that wasn't two goals that weren't his fault, and all of a sudden Bain's back in the team. So I don't I don't uh, think no. anything anything surprises you with the decision making at the moment at Parkhead. Mm-hmm. See, see during the week, obviously, Lennon came out and said in his press conference that he, he thinks he'll, he's beginning to kind of look at the summer rebuilding job. Like, Rory, where do you think the reaction would be if, for the Celtic fans if they were told that Neil Lennon was going to be there next season? <laughs> I, I think it's went beyond saveable for Lennon. I, I, just, I think it hits a point where I, I don't know if it matters how many results he gets between now and the end of the season, but you know, I know Celtic come out a few times and says there's going to be an announcement in the start of January, then the end of January. I know that a lot of Celtic fans are, are still waiting on this announcement or, or what's going to happen. I know that Peter Lawwell stepping down is just, it's news, but it's not really the news they want to hear. But I don't know if there's a little bit of an acceptance that the league's gone and they want to get it right, so they don't want to rush into anything. 
and they also don't want to come out and say Lennon's not going to be there next year. How is that going to impact the squad between now and the end of the season? It, it, it smells to me like a bit of acceptance that the league's gone. They'll see it through to the end of the season. Anthony gets a bonus and, and they'll look at it from there. Okay, see if you're, you're Dominic Mackay and Dominic Mackay's first decision is that he keeps Neil Lennon. Surely that he loses that kind of he loses that fan base straight away if he does that, surely. That's, That's what I'm thinking. See if, see if for the outside looking in, if you're him, you're like that. For me to get off to the best possible start, I need to get rid of this manager and bring in a kind of name that the fans are going to want and get, get people through the door. For the outside looking in, surely that's what, what he's seen. If if he uh, keeps learning next year, he's probably got off to the best possible start with the fans. You know what I mean? They need to try and kind of build that bridge with the fans back again. And I think if Lennon's still there next season, I think that's probably got off to the worst possible start. Cammy, do you think as well that potentially that the, the Celtic board have gambled on Rangers having a blip, which is the reason maybe Lennon's still there? Because I've kind of went through my head not that long ago and now I've kind of heard that from a couple of Celtic I don't Celtic know, I, fans. I, to be honest, I, think, I don't think they really know what they're doing themselves, to be honest. Um, <laughs> As hard as it is, it's been a shambles for them all season. Um, it seems that every decision they've made has always been the wrong one. I mean, Len, the fans have been asked for them to go for months now, haven't they? So, I mean, the fans have been kept in the dark from the board of, of what's actually going on in the round cell a lot of the time as well. So, I don't know. I mean, I think they always say, I mean, they always say they're going to crumble at Christmas, don't they? And like I say, it didn't happen this year. Um, Rangers bounce back strong. So, I think, I think it's something... It's more of like a, an excuse that they've got of what what will we Rangers do if if they can fall if they can lose points, which personally I can't can't see happening. Um, them dropping much points, but I don't know. I, I, I think they've got to get rid of them anyway. Got to get rid of Lennon and, and bring someone in, like Shanker said, and get the fans back on board and get the club back to where it was. But again, it's going to be a rebuild as well. So yeah, I, I just think they're, they're keeping a lot of the fans in the dark, and I think they just need to. Maybe can explain our decisions or at least tell them something's happening. Yeah, Rory, how good was Edward's performance today? Did you think? I it was it was outstanding to be fair. I mean, the, the first half was was non-existent in terms of either side. I know Rogic had one cleared off the line, but I don't think the pitch helped today, Scott. It was mm-hmm. you, you could see a few times it bouncing off players with real quality, and I, I don't think that was that was really their fault. But seeing days like this, this is where you know the the, the top class players come into their own. The, the finish for the first one was was unbelievable and then the composure to take it round the keeper for the second one and slot it away. You know, at the end of the day, he, he was the difference. And I think that's Celtic's problem. Um, and it has been for you know, throughout the season is they're relying on Edward. You know, and there's years gone by, Rangers relied on Morelis. It, it doesn't work over the course of your season. You can't rely on one person. Whereas Rangers have got, you know, eleven players they can rely on now and I include the keeper in that. You know, he's probably got them 12, 13 points. So Edward is the difference. The issue they've got is if he's not available or if he's no on form, I'm looking around going, I, Christie can get you a goal. I, McGregor can, you know, get you the odd goal. But who have they really got that's going to contribute? Griffiths isn't he fit. So in terms of today, that, that just shows you how good Edward is. He's taken a game by the scruff of the neck and he scored two goals from arguably nowhere, especially the first one. It's a, it's a, it's a ball into the box with a great finish. So I think over the piece... It's it's by far and away obvious that Celtic are relying really heavily on Edward, and today he was the difference. And you know he's he's been the difference a lot for Celtic. He's he's top draw. Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll be there next season. 
No, I don't think so. I, I don't think, well, especially with the way, like, I'm not saying it, it was absolutely outstanding the whole game, but a game where there's, there's nothing in it, you need a bit of quality to win you the game, and he's done that, and that obviously helps his own case. He could be looking at it from a personal point of view, going to get as much goals, play, play as well as I can, and see who I can go to in the summer, because I don't think he'll be short off, let's put it that way. And a better, and a better team, a better player like him will, will train even more. Rory, see when the atmosphere is bad at a club like Rangers and Celtic, what's it what's it like behind the scenes? Obviously, that's what I'm kind of keen to know. Like, what do you think the atmosphere is like behind the scenes at Celtic with the players just now? It's a it's a difficult one because I think you know my experience of being in a, in a dressing room which isn't doing so well. It's it's hard to put your finger on it, and I know again it's a bit of a cliche, but when when you're having this type of season, even when you're doing well, things aren't going for you. Look at the performance at Ibrooks at. And you look at that, and the Celtic board are probably thinking at that point we were by far and away the better team there, mm-hmm. but we still we still get beat. And I think that just I think that game on the second just summed up their season. To be honest, they were by far and away the best team, and they still still got beat. And the manner of the goal was disgusting. To be honest, <laughs> it, it was a horrible goal to concede. And I, I think when it snowballs and it gets it gets to a point for me, looking at Celtic, it, it reached a level and a, and a peak where the fans weren't happy. The players clearly weren't happy, and everybody. And I think they've moved past that now, and it's just a little bit of an acceptance of where they are. But it can be difficult to manage a dressing room when it, when it's like that, it, and you'll never know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, I was part of a Falkirk squad who were tipped to win the league, um, and we were terrible. So many players were off form. So many good players that have played, you know, at a high level in that league for a long, long time. And you can you can't always just put your finger in it, but the camaraderie and the the, the the relationships and the atmosphere within the changing room was great. It was on point, but just on a Saturday it just wasn't happening. So whether something's going on behind the scenes or that, I'm not I'm not quite sure. But certainly my spell at Rangers when I was there, when they got to a European Cup final, they won several leagues. There was there wasn't really a time where I could put my finger on it and say that, you know the Laguen era right enough. Um I think that was well documented where Ferguson had fallen out with the Gwen and all the rest of it and it just doesn't have good feeling and you get half the squad going with one player and half the squad going with the manager and that, that can be difficult but what's actually went on behind the scenes at Celtic this year I don't know if we'll actually ever know See, see when you're saying about uh, what's going on behind the scenes I see a lot of folks saying maybe Celtic were a turn the corner or, or one see games it's maybe drawn in the last 10 minutes maybe the fans if the fans were there they would have them on but you go to look at that on the flip side is it could have been vile in, inside Parkhead if, if Celtic were playing like this the way they're playing the new it could have went the complete opposite way and they could have turned I think they're a wee bit lucky that they're playing in front of no fans to know and, and the fans are having to kind of voice their opinion for the outside because if they were inside that stadium voicing their opinion I, I don't think they'll learn would still be a Celtic manager I think they would crumble under that pressure as well. The, the fans, I think they would turn up and they're selling out stadiums and that if, if they're in and now. Uh, there's, that, there's that as well. It's, I mean, they maybe want the voice of opinion. They're, they're quite loyal, uh, Rangers, Celtic fans in that way, but they're also, I mean, you could win two games and, and you're a hero and then you lose one game and you're the worst team ever. That's how it is. It, the old fun teams are just... Is the boys are saying you can't put your point your finger on what has gone wrong at Celtic. And I don't think MD will ever kind of really know unless somebody comes out and speaks about it. But I don't think that will happen. Yeah, 
Definitely. We'll move on to our special guest, Rory and Cammy. I just want to start, Rory, obviously we've done the interview last week. It was a great pleasure to talk to you about your career. But one thing I never touched on is you've obviously got a good relationship with our regular Mark Wilson. I never ever asked you for a good Wilson story. <laughs> we got any? See, to be honest, it's hard to pinpoint one particular story. The guy <laughs> is just a constant wind-up merchant. <laughs> and um, when <laughs> when I stayed, obviously I got took in by his mum and dad as, as a youngster, you know, starting at McHugh at 16. And he used to, aye, he used to terrorise me. Um, obviously, I'm a wee bit older now. I've got a wee bit more about me, so I'm looking forward to having a few ding dongs on here with him. But, <laughs> um, but to, aye, he just used to terrorise. He's a constant wind up merchant. You'd be sitting there, and you know, he, he wouldn't think twice about, you know, winding up his mum like you would wind up a boy in the, the dressing room and winding up his dad and winding up myself. And I was just a young kid there, and I just took it. Um, but even even in the dressing room, but it's guys like that that keep the keep dressing rooms going and um, the bit of banter and a bit of camaraderie. But one specific story, I think there's there's plenty. But what I would say is that um, he he's just a constant wind up merchant. Whether that be his family, whether that be the boys or whatever else, but he's just non stop. There's some things that he says on here, and I'm I'm waiting on him to like laugh as if he's Ken kind of classic or that, but. No, staying faced, and you don't know whether he's just saying it for a reaction or whether it's his genuine belief about football. And I'm just even in the the WhatsApp boat, see some of the things he says. And I'm sitting thinking, he can't, I don't know if that's his actual opinion on this game. Or <laughs> if, as a player, or no, he will take this. it to extremes to get bites out of people. Aye, 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 that, that that's literally the best way to describe him. Aye. <laughs> Cam, if it was your early early years of football, obviously you started out at United, but if it was your kind of memories when you were coming through here. I know, obviously Shankers there as well. Air was good. I loved air. Um I was here, I started there when I was 11. Um, so we had loads of good seasons. I think we went on, I don't know if you were in that Shankers our team. Uh, went on beating. We went on beating uh, in one of our, our uh, leagues we did. And then that was the first time we, were, we walked around uh, Somerset half time in front of the fans. And that was kind of the first time I'd probably walk around the stadium with fans like, in the stadium. And it was great, and ever since then, I just kicked on. I the experience was, was really good. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, yeah, it was just uh, getting up to the first team as well, training with them. Um, it was good getting in early age and making my, my debut at St. Marin, uh, that pre season friendly was, was, just, was just brilliant. Like I say, it was just something you don't forget um, when you're a youngster. And obviously, after that, yeah, I just went out to LA. That was it. How did that come about? So, I, so I had a contact in, in LA. Obviously, well, I was born in LA, so my most of my family still live there. Um, I live in LA now. So, I had a contact that was in Galaxy. And they, they knew I'd play football every, every year. I'd go back to LA and I'd, I'd play, the, play with teams there just, just over the summer to keep ticking over. and He'd seen me play a few times and he, he just thought it was good. And Ed has come back over and he asked me if I'd go along and, and train and whatnot. So I went along and, and trained for about a week. And then they just signed me there and then. Um, and I just stayed there. It was, it was quite a weird one, to be fair. But um, I, I don't regret going there, there at all. It was, it was, the experience was unbelievable. Um, being around that, the facilities and the training. Some of the who, who, were the player, uh, who were the players at the time when you were there? Uh, Beckham was there, Donovan was there, uh, Keane was there. That's probably the biggest ones, the big name ones that were there. Um, 
Did you shout it. at Bex when he gave the ball away in training? <laughs> oh, he hardly dreamed, to be fair. So he'd, he'd, he'd do like the morning session, that'd be out and be done. But uh, no, he was a lovely guy. He would, he would go out your, your way and come and speak to you. And same with Keane. Keane used to come because I was only 17, turned 18 at the time. So I was playing with under, they, had, they called under 18s then. Um, so it was under 18s and straight into first team. But um, they used to come down and watch our games all the time. So he would, on the days off, he'd just come down and sit and, and watch our games. He'd chat away to you and that. So, no, they were really good, to be fair. Even around the gym and that, they'd always say hi. They'd just walk past you and be and not say anything. So he'd always good. Donovan, on the other hand, I didn't, didn't really like him, to be fair. He was a bit of a... I'm not going to say. But. <laughs> how does it... How's, how's the difference between, like, say, when I was growing up uh, playing in the air youth to, like, a, a youth team in America? What's the difference? So their system there though is different. When I was there, it's different. So like for us, we'd go, you'd go straight up to like the reserves first team. But for there, it's changed again. But they they used to go all the way to college and university. So like under 18s expected is rare for you to go straight into the first team. So most of them we go out to UCLA and don't get me wrong, going out there, it's like that's just being like a full time club. Their facilities are um, um They play in front of like sixty thousand fans in that UCLA and. Big university, so it is like uh, obviously being professional, and then they, then they draft you back into the team. So for me, then it was like, is it me? I go out to a uni and and uh, study and, and do my four years, and hopefully get drafted and come back, go back to Galaxy or go to the other. But I just didn't. I came back to Scotland. I missed home, so I came back here. But no, I was. How what was it like? What was the kind of focus over there? Obviously, in Scotland, it's blood, sweat and tears and you know it's it's a tough, tough environment to grow up in and it's a tough environment to, to play in. Was the focus over there more tactically or were you expected uh, to get stuck in or I know it's, it's when I so when I went over I I was quite loud. Well, when I'm playing I'm quite loud. So when I went over and I was I was when they first seen me out they, they hardly speak. So I'm sitting shouting ball and like going through players, tackling players hard and that and just like See, doing man, like they're not used to. <laughs> they're quite shy, like not shy, but they're uh, reserved. Aye, and they are more tactically. So it's more like positional sense where it's like they know when to press, they know when to not press. Whereas in here, sometimes they usually like, just go press or um, aye. So it, they were really good. Some of the players I played with, don't get me wrong, were unbelievable. Or some one of them just saying uh, saying for Swansea, Pariola. Mm-hmm. Don't know if yeah, you yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, he, I played, I played with him at Galaxy. Um, That's a midfield guy. Ah, he's in the national team. The national yeah. team. I mean, some of the players were unbelievable. I thought I didn't, I didn't expected it. I, I thought it'd be, it wouldn't be that big a jump. But mm-hmm. uh, when I got there and you seen the players and just technically the technical, the technical ability was unbelievable. Um, they weren't as obviously as physical that, but the, some of the technical abilities. They do some things and have like. How they how they able to do that? And some of the finishes are just incredible. But I know that they're more, uh, like I say, more reserved. And they kind of baby younger, if that makes sense. When you're 18, well, 16, 17, yeah, I mean, the first team players not go through you if you're trained. <laughs> Over there, it was more just kind of like, it wasn't really, I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of like, more relaxed. Just relax and just like, they take you under your wing and like comfort you in that rather than I'd like, 
I want something like a kick up the arse or something like that to make <laughs> yeah, where like, you're putting your shoulder over you can't comfort you in that. And it was just really different to be fair. I think they, I think they don't get much recognition for as good a standard as it actually is. A hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. You, you're looking at it from over here. You, a lot of folk kind of maybe, maybe don't look at it as as good a level as what it is. You only really kind of maybe watch American games because there's a Wayne Rooney or a Steven uh, Gerrard or somebody like that. Playing, whereas there's obviously really good players that, that are American uh, well, nationals. No, they are. Like I said, I, I underestimated a lot. I, I went in and think this will be just kind of the same standard, but it was, it was way above. Man, I, I, it took me a bit of months to, to try and even catch up to our speed. I mean, they're all flying as well. I mean, we're in full time anyway, so I mean, the, even the gym sessions in the morning, you get absolutely beasted. And then <laughs> they're just they go on the you train at night and just the way they zip the ball about and their movement and their, their awareness as well. It's just it's brilliant. I mean, I played with. Good, good stand-up people. They're all playing a lot of high-levels high now I played with. Um, I played with a boy, Nick Ross, at um, Dundee, and te- he was at Inverness for, for a spell, and technically speaking, he was outstanding. So yeah. good on the ball. He was like a... He was similar to Stevie Davis, the way he played. Obviously, then he played to the same level, and he's playing out in the league below the, the MLS with uh, El Paso in Texas. So he's playing in the league below, and technically he is outstanding. So if he's playing at that level, and it's the level below it, it must be a good standard. Mm. I think it's came on. I think it's came on a lot the last maybe five years. When I was there, you could see it starting to get getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the players they were getting in were obviously bigger and better. But I think just naturally, I mean, some of the some of the Mexican players I played with, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't get the ball off them. They're just unbelievable. Um, but I, I know they're, they're definitely under. Underestimated over there, I think, anyway, from my experience. Mm-hmm. And you move on to Glenarfin. How big a culture shock was that from the, the glamour of LA, LA to Newcomer? Aye, <laughs> uh, my first game with Glenarfin, we lost 5 0 to Luger. Did you? We did, aye. I played centre half. Were you looking at flights that night? <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, I was at, I was at St. St. Johnson before it, so I was up mm. there, and then uh, it fell, long story short, it fell through. And, um, first club I went to big S two phones because I know Stuart Air obviously used to take our running sessions at Air. Uh, so he phones me, he goes, just come down and play a bounce game, we'll play a game and see how you feel. So I turn up at Luger and Tommy Bryce, the manager, is like, ah, right, you named a team, he names me a centre back. I'm going, right, okay, I'll just go along with it. So I'm obviously, I'm obviously playing centre mid, so I was. Putting a centre back and I'm trying to run out with the ball, man. Like, I'm just trying. As soon as I get the ball, I try to run forward. I'm leaving gaps and that. And, oh, it's a disaster, man. Five not looker. Z was playing centre mid and I was playing centre back. Z. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I don't know. I don't know what I done that that day, but I, I ended up staying. We beat you a week after, I think. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Sure we beat Talbot the week after. And probably your favourite memories at Glenarvan. Obviously, winning the the cup was was good. But what can I, the memories that stick out to you? Uh, I, uh, it's, it's got to be obviously I think it's the best one in, in the Scottish Cup um, scoring in it as well the, the first goal see the first see when you first scored I thought here we go it's, that's what I would say I said it's the thought, last week I said see when we score the first goal against anybody nine times out of ten we win the game and I see, that's the way I've seen that they were saying I don't know if you remember when Iwi missed a header to make it 2-0 uh, that was a great chance and see when that didn't go in 
always thought you could creep into it. I think you scored maybe just a four half time. Just and before us. Can I see the, the, kind of, the game swinging? Because in the first goal was partly my fault. Me and my girl ran into each other. And mm. then obviously it's a good finish, but not when we went at half time. It, it was weird, man, because you could kind of feel it around. All of us are kind of like a 1 0 down going at half time. And as soon as I scored, it just felt different going in that mm. changing room at half time. We're like, we can do this. But Tanzo's mm-hmm. finish. Yeah, we had, so we were, we were training the Friday night at Rugby Park. We uh, a shooting drill. Canzo was in it, missed every single shot. <laughs> Honestly, he didn't score one, I don't think. And then he pulls it out. I don't know how. Still, I'm saying if he if he beat uh, goal, if he there, you deserve to win a cup for him. Like no, it's incredible, incredible finish. But I what what a couple of days that was down the coming after. Why do I say was down there anyway? See, obviously as well. Obviously after that, uh, you left Glenafin after COVID and joined Maybowl. Like. Were you kind of sad to leave one off in that way? Ah, uh, well, it was a shock, to be fair. Uh, we played through this Saturday. Um, and Sunday night, not out of the blues, he texted us saying we were drawn from the league. And we're like, what do you mean? And we were drawn from the league. And we were like, Phew. didn't even get consolidated or spoke to or asked where you play for free or whatever. But ended you've got to understand the club's financial situations and, and everything there so there's, there's not too much I mean I, I guess it was a shock but again it wasn't a shock if that kind of makes sense um, I think it was the right thing for the club to survive as well so you kind of got to your hats off but again Mabel took me in which I was grateful so I could still at least do something um, but I it's uh, I'm enjoying my time at Mabel so far I got on with the Carlo and the boys and they will come in apart from Dingus who's obviously a come up but I swear it's <laughs> off him as well uh, but uh, it's, it's I've been grateful to be there so I mean it's a different standard but see uh, Dave when we uh, kind of had an inkling that we were getting well there was going to be a, a vote the clubs had to decide when they were going to we all kind of had a vote like as a players we kind of had to send the manager again what our thoughts were but I don't think that was the overall decision. So you never even got... Like, yeah, honestly, nothing. Out of the blue, we get a text message saying West John from the league. I think it was... I think they, they tried to do... They tried to... I think Tarzan's too tried to obviously get us in the league as much as possible. At the end of the day, it's not to just them. So I think the overall vote was from them were withdrawn. And yeah. uh, no, we never get never get asked anything. Just get told it's, it's, that's it, basically. Well, so... See, the, the clubs now probably are looking at it as if, well, it's the right decision because it doesn't look as if the league's going to start anytime soon and uh, with, with things the way stuff's going on. Or if it does start, it's going to be hard to try and finish it anyway. No, I, I don't see it starting, to be fair. I, I really don't. Um, there's not, there's, it's just the, the facilities and that. It's, it's not possible. I mean, we are, before Christmas, yeah, it's, you're changing a in a stand, no showers, no nothing, and it's one degrees now, and you're before <laughs> freezing, then you're coming off soaking, you're last year in a car. It's just it's not good for you, to be fair. Uh, um, so you can I don't think I don't think it'll start back. I mean, if you've got the facilities, obviously like you've been in your training gear for three weeks waiting on the phone call. I said you've been in your training gear for the last three weeks waiting on that phone call. Oh, you mate, want I've been working all day. That's me. Uh, I hear you, mate. I hear you. 
Aye, uh, Megan's, Megan's lost, but nah, I, I don't think. Personally, I mean, it's good. To, don't get me wrong. It's good training. I guess see the mental, mental side of it. Frank, I don't know if, if you know where I'm not playing, but uh, he's even just training, being around folk and kicking that ball about. It's it's unbelievable the difference that it makes you feel. But I just can't. I can't see it's going back. Definitely. We're shaking our plans for the future after after the kind of hope that the season starts up again. Are you, are you planning on staying at Mabel? Was there any other offers? Uh, well, well, Mick's obviously been announced as the new Galata manager, so congratulations to him. He, but Mick's a good mate, I mean, to be fair. Um, travelled, I mean, we, we travelled together for years. He, he coaches with us as well. He's, he's one of the directors of the company, so I speak to him every day, basically. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Obviously, I'm a Mabel player, so... As it stands, I'm at Mabel and when the, when the chats happen, we'll obviously chat and see what the options are. But don't be wrong, Grafton has been really good to me. So anything to help Grafton, obviously, I will as well. But again, well, that, that'll be, we'll see what happens anyway in the future. And yeah. Hopefully, just keep still playing. We get, get a ball kicked about soon. Uh, Rory, just as well, I just want to ask you like, as well, did you ever get any offers to go junior? Um, yes. Don't, you're asking me on the spot now. I can't remember the name of the club. It was about a year after I kind of decided I was stepping away from playing, and I can find that out for you. Um, I'll try and find the message, but I, I can't quite remember the name of the club. It might have been around around that part of the world, actually. It might, it might have been Glenafton. That rings a bell, actually. It might have been Glenafton. I'll try and find a message and I'll, I'll confirm that for sure. But um, I got um, I got I had the chance to go to Ireland. I mean, when when I decided to step away from it, I did have a couple of offers, but eventually I just decided I wasn't in the right headspace for it anymore. And as I walked away, I started doing something else, which I'm quite passionate about now. So, I it was just a bit of a a tough time all around. But when I did step away, I had a few offers at the time, and then a year later, it was. Um, I, I had an offer from from a couple of clubs, um, and I'm sure Glenavon was one of them. But don't quote me on it. Or Glenavon, Glenavon, is that right? Glenavon, they're, they're in Ireland. <laughs> oh, right, okay, might have been Ireland. Then. I'm not quite sure. I can't even Glen something, but I'll find out for you. Uh, just as well, Shankers. I, I know you're the the quite fire question man lately. You get questions for the boys. I've only got a got a few. Uh, you put me on the spot. Two minutes before we were starting, so I forgot. <laughs> well, this is normally Wilson's forte. So, um, if you could, in your team, if you could pick Messi or Ronaldo to play alongside, which one would you pick? I'll let you go first. Because me, just me. No, both you and Rory. Rory, I'll let you go first. Uh, Messi for me. I mean, you can't deny. I always, I just feel like you know, Messi's natural. Whereas, Ronaldo's kind of man-made. Don't get me wrong, he's got the ability, but I think I was about to say the way I used to play as if like I played in any way, shape, or form with Messi. But, um, <laughs> um, I, I Messi for me. I just, I, you know, I would I'd pay a lot of money to watch him. Whereas Ronaldo's unbelievable, of course he is, and it's that's difficult to separate them. But if I had to build a dream team around any of them and be part of that team, I, I would go with Messi. Uh, I'm going to have to agree, but I think I think he's. And all round as well, like I think he does, he does more during a game. Ronaldo's more a pop up and win. Whatever he needs to, obviously he wins games for anyway. But I think Messi's all round. Obviously, his ability's fighting in it. So I'm going to have to go Messi. And off his left foot as well, myself. So there we go, team Messi. Um, 
win the league or win the Scottish Cup? I've been so close to doing both. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it was just as hard to stomach both of them. In my first first season at Falkirk, we finished three points off top spot. And we were still had a half a chance going up in the last day of the season. And I've also played in a Scottish Cup final and lost the game with five minutes to go. So I think all things considered, I think it hurt more that the Scottish Cup day. I don't know if it was just the way it happened, but to go one each, they were down to 10 men, dominating the second half, and a couple of mistakes led to their second goal. I was, oh, we were devastated. Uh, devastated so I think drawn from personal experience I think 90% of people would say the league and I think in normal circumstances I would probably say that but if I could go back in time and win that league title or win that Scottish Cup I would I would probably pick the Scottish Cup on that occasion uh, I'll go Scottish Cup um, I think at our level because uh, you know it's that whole day and everything around it and the build-ups and it's just a different different feeling in the league uh, don't get me wrong winning the league's unbelievable um, but no, I wouldn't ask Scottish Cup. I've lost a Scottish Cup. You know, Chessies, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> lost a, lost did, you play, did you play in that cup final, eh? I, I played in that cup final. I did not care you were at the Glens then. Yeah, that was my first, that was just first, the first game we played. I was a looker when we beat final first game. Was that that season? That's that season. That was a rebuild. Remember that everyone went to Pilford? Aye, aye. That season, first first season here. But no, the, the losing that, it's, it's brutal, isn't it? It's absolutely. Mm. あ、あ、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、
played and worked on a sort of like far more technical, like in dark school, I think he's just old school. He plays that for uh, a time where it was kind of, there was snake, white boards with wee markers, stuff like that. He writes his team sheet in the back and all the electricity bulbs, stuff like that. Kenny's okay, just, but what he's, he's done is for Talbot and front on your football, kind of really take away. Is he like, is he in the change room? Sorry, is he like, is he like one of the boys? Like, no, John, no, 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 he's no, different. No, 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 really. Ah, he's, he's away from like, it. Like, you can have a laugh in that way, of course, but then it's just, I don't know, it's just different. You know, as I see, see like, so, um, what's healthy, like he played with you, and then went right. into the manager, so you maybe see it a bit different, but uh, he's, I, I think Alan's one of them, I'm there, kind of. Saying closer, but I can talk to Alan a lot more than uh, than Tucker. If you know what I mean, whereas like Quite, that's why he's better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, he's never out of it. Um, next, just off the top of your head, this is a wee bit of a, a long-winded question, but if you could pick a five-a-side team for players that you yeah played with, just off the top of your head, <laughs> what would your five-a-side team be? Who played with as it does it matter if you spent three minutes on the pitch with them or no, if you can if you just come on to get an appearance bonus or whether you you were there for the testimonial. Cool. That's how I was one in the spot, isn't it? <laughs> you have to edit this bit, Scott, because it'll be <laughs> too it'll be too long to wait. <laughs> so I think my my um when I was uh when I first joined Rangers, um Stefan Claus would play in quite a lot of the reserve games. And even in training, he was just ridiculous. Like, I was young. I, I couldn't score by the guy. I could not score by him, even in training, even in a shooting drill for like 18 yards out. I, I could not score. So if we're gone by players we played with, I played quite a few reserve games with him. I would stick him in the nets and I would stick Lee Miller up front, played with Lee at Khalil for, for a season. And, you know, he was kind of in the peak of his career at that point is what I would say, especially coming from Middlesbrough on a good level. He came in and, he was unplayable for a year. Um, so I think that would be certainly the base of my goalie and my strike force would be would be Lee Miller up front. Focal was he point. not at Falkland at the time that you were there, no? I was the second time, to be fair as well. I, I forgot about that. He, he was there and <laughs> all, but um, I will we'll leave that for another time, the way, the way that <laughs> season went. Um, there's quite a, quite a lot of things went on behind the scenes, shall we say, on that, in that season, um, like we, we kind of touched on earlier. But... Um, who else played with uh, Jay Fulton as well? Ah, he's he's cool. Yeah. I think we played when I was at Air. I think we played yous in a league cup at Somerset that year. That kind of went extra time. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think there was a kind of a ginger-haired boy, maybe Shepherd or something. She there at that time. He scored an extra time to win two one. Uh, I, I, I scored. A, I scored a normal time that night. He oh, scored next cool. time. Uh, I and um, he. I Scott. He's a good player. He's at four for now. Just signed for four for. He can finish. Um, and he and he's quick. Um, but Jay, was that, that him that was at Edinburgh City? No. I, 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 oh, was that him? I, so James McDonough, who was assistant manager at Peter Houston, went to Edinburgh City. So he took up quite a lot of the boys for that kind of age group that were at Falkirk. Um, mm. and 
Uh, Scott is a good player, but certainly Jay would be would be in the middle of the pitch for me, especially in a five-a-side park. He can knock the ball about really well, um, and technically, even at Falkirk at that time, he was he was a touch above. He would he would do things. He would give the ball away, try to play a pass that was a good pass, but no one else could actually see because it was Aye. that good. Um, so he would he would be in there as well. Um, I'd probably put JP McGovern in there as well because he'd kill me if I didn't. Uh, I played with him at Carlisle <laughs> as well. It was Lee Miller up front. It was myself on the left wing and JP on the right wing. And, um, you know, I was more, I was quick at that point in my career uh, and more running with the ball, but JP was more touch and deliver. So we had a good balance. Um, and he's a close friend of mine, um, very close he, friend of mine. So He went to air the season I left him, I think. Ah, yeah, spent a year at air, right? Um, so that would be me looking for a defender probably because... Five aside being a goalie and four outfielders. Uh, aye. Yeah. Cool. So we'd have Lee, myself, John Paul McGovern, Jay Fulton, and who else shall we say? Try to pick, pick different people for different places I've played and been. Feel free to chip in with your yours, Cammy, while I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll go right I'll go I'll go because you there's quite a few boys you probably don't know though that's the thing and over in America I'll go with Paul Paul Ariola he's he'll probably up there I'll go Brian I'll go Brian Brian McGarry I'll put him in Brian's a big goal see that sees me on a treble unbelievable some is saves he made and brilliant I'll go him and next. I'll put Mick in there just because he'll probably shout at me if I don't. <laughs> put Mick up top. Uh, what's that? One more. One, two, three. Uh, uh, defender. Two more. Two more. Two, two more. more. Three. You're not uh, in the team. You're, you're just oh, you're I'm a one sub. Oh, oh, you're a sub. I'll change my goalie because I, I don't know I, did, I, I don't know I don't know if I've played I, I hate these questions you pick people like pure random people that you've not played enough games with so I'll go with Mark Gillespie who was at Motherwell um, I played with him at Kalil for a season and he was brilliant um, and somehow he nicked a move to Motherwell in Newcastle I know. Um, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> uh, he's a good. He's a good goalie. Don't get me wrong. He's a mad Newcastle fan. Him and Oyster Pals. No, um, no. So I'll stick him in nets. Go with Lee up front. Uh, JP J, and because it's a five a side pitch as well, when I'm struggling to think, I'm going all out attack. And I'll you, go. You with don't Chris. need. You don't need runners. You don't need runners in five a side. I'll go with. I'll go. I'll go with Sibs. I'll go with Craig Sibbald. He, he's a player, man. He yeah. can play. Tight, te- technically very good, can pop it about, would, would play well with Jay, so I'll go with that. I'll go with yeah, I'll, go with I'll, put Petty, I'll put Petty in there then. I think I think the five or side he, he can pass the ball with. Aye. Uh, Jay yeah. Ashville can doesn't You can't really hit her in five or side, so Jay nah. can't really make uh, it. I'll fire Petty and there we go. That's my five or side. Oh, Just right. get last one for Cammy. LA or, or back home here? Uh, what to live? Aye. 
Oh, home mate, home all time. Oh. Home. <laughs> mate, my, my, my mate, my best mate, and uh, well, I say best mate, and only mate in America, he was Russian. So, oh, you're going to say you're only mate there? No, I'm only mate of me. I don't say I'm only mate of me. I think on the floor for the others. The partner is just horrendous. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm a joker, that you don't take me too seriously. And I, I just I just don't call with the, the people over, to be honest. Uh, Pure slot so, and somebody's gear and they're just looking at you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so that, that boy, that boy, Danny, he, he was the first one I kind of met and I spoke to him, but then he started trying to copy like our Scottish and that. He tried to start speaking like, slang Scottish and it just started. Like, I just, I was like, I'm fed up with this man. I'm going home. So I have a take home. I'll take you. Uh, I, uh, see how you've got your coaching academy that. Do you, do you ever want to like go into coaching actual like rather than coaching boys individually and stuff like that, like going into a team and doing that side of coaching? Do, do you know what? No, it's a difficult one. See, when I was out in LA, I actually I studied like the way they coaching. They used to have a, a coaching set, like the coaches all train that there. So I used to study it and see how they come up and even in the first team, like they're a different way. They seen the game differently. So I've tried to bring a more technical side to this to my coaching company. So uh, I like seeing players develop and young kids coming through and develop, give them something that I never had. Because when we were young, we didn't really have. This. So uh, we thought about it. We thought about starting a team. To be fair, uh, a boys club team to start with. Um, and there's some talks we're trying to get linked up with with a couple of clubs for feature teams and and stuff like that. So. I don't think so, mate. I think I'd stick to, to around here. I just, I like the development scene. I mean, I've got a girl who went to Rangers, um, a couple of boys, one went to Kelly and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that. I, I kind of like that feeling and developing young kids in the new generation rather than, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just getting for a few fan questions as well. Tommy Griffin's asked a good question. If you, this is to the three obvious. If you and your teammates had to go on an I'm a Celebrity Bush Sticker trial event, who would be the madman that would breeze through all the trials and who would be the first to wimp out? I'm answering Shankers after her watch along that night. I'm going for Shankers as the first to wimp out. Aye, aye, definitely not. No, see, I've always said, see, like, like Big Brother and all that, I'm a celebrity, is the one I would do the best. And it's probably just because you can lose a stone in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I like watching I'm a celebrity and that, so I would I would not thought see somebody that would be or Stevie Wilson because he's just a horrible guy and, and he would he would there's, just, a of, there's a lot of calories in kangaroo boys by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he, Stevie Wilson would breeze through them. He wouldn't care. He doesn't really care about things like that. I'm trying to think who would be first to win. Oh, Jamie Glasgow. Oh, he would definitely he would definitely win. Put it. He'd be. A, I miss it. He'd be like, see the woman Billy McKeith where she could on the it and get stretched off. That would, that would be him. How about you, Cammy? Uh, I'm trying to think, man. See, we all, I'd, I'd probably be the first one, man. I, I'd love to. I always say, I always say, I'd love, I could do it, man. I could do it. But see, as soon as I see a spider or something, that's me. I, I don't. It's snakes? Oh, no. It's snakes? Oh. I've been, since I was born, I've been better at it getting spiders but oh, nah man I, I'd like to say I'd be good at it but I'd be terrible absolutely terrible uh, breeze through it do you ever met uh, Bunsy do you know Bunsy no oh, the goalkeeper no Craig oh, right. Bunsy no the goalkeeper oh, 
Is that him? Is is he Philip Taser? So he's quite uh, 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 I, I, I can't of him. I've heard he's, he's absolute crap for. Oh, honestly, mate, yeah, I've never. He's <laughs> he's he's on a different different planet. Oh, mate, he's he. Oh, I we won't talk about what he does, but uh, <laughs> I, he would he would just he wouldn't care. He would just go for it. I think, man, uh, he's he's mental. Rory, this can be your whole career. This doesn't need to be one specific club. Your whole career. Who would be the first to win put and who would blast it? I certainly would be up there for a wimping out, I have to say. Like, I'm the same as Cammy. I hate, I hate camping. Never mind going to Australia to live in a bush. Um, I, I, I would have to say probably myself. I hate all that type of stuff. I, I don't like the outdoors. I don't like camping. Bugs, creepy crawlies. You know what it is? See when it came to trials and the snakes and all that? I think I'd be all right at that. It's more than living in a campfire outside with bugs and all that, trying to sleep. Oh, I would hate it. Um, but somebody that would power through would be, I touched on him last week with a story, Craig Curran. Uh, the snakes would be running away from him. He's bonkers, man. <laughs> uh, honestly, God, he's actually seen, he would do that, not a problem. Um, he's built <laughs> like a, I'm not saying what, he's, uh, he's in his workouts in his gym and all that. He'd be eating all the bugs for protein and loving life. Um, he wouldn't bat an eyelid at any of that stuff. The stuff. Some of the stuff I've seen him do, he wouldn't bat an eyelid. He would, he would, Breeze through it and not a problem, but he'd probably get he'd probably get kicked out in the first week for terrorising everybody. Ah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Uh, see when Jimmy Bullard was in it and that, you could tell. See, because of the football background and dressing room environment and that, folk can take to him. I don't think it's because of the way he is with wine box and stuff like that. Brilliant. Uh, Brian McGarry, get in, get in touch with a question for for you, Cammy. Ask Cammy about jump starting his car. <laughs> I that was that was my first season, right? So like my family moved back to LA, right? So I was left here myself. Well, left here myself. So uh my grand had a house in Dunfoot. So Brian used to always take me well maybe sort of take me a game. So big hammy, you know big hammy, don't you? Hey? Aye, Shanko, do you know big hammy, don't you? Hammy? Aye. No? Big no, hammy. So. Do you know that do you know hammy, no? Right, Mike Harvey, he was, uh, so here him and Brian were in a car and they dropped me off my house and I went to turn my car and to drive home and I couldn't start, so we're like, I always give it a push, give it a push, I think it was Harvey anyway, so I give it a push and uh, I, so we started, oh, well, yeah, so we started pushing it and I ended up tripping, decking it in the face first, man, right? <laughs> well, man, I'm going to push this side, just deck the full thing, man, oh, it was horrendous, and I was like, I was like, cut a lot of into the season, or just it was brutal. I knew, I knew he'd say something like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Final question for Stephen Nichol. Ask him about his goal getting shown in soccer AM. Aye, aye. I actually popped up yesterday. I, I was, I don't know what, I don't know what I was, I was doing during it, to be fair, but I, it was, it was, it was nice. It was special to be on it, to be fair. I don't get me wrong, it wasn't obviously the show, but it was on all over, so I took it well, but Again, I don't know how I pulled it off, to be fair, because I'm not that type of player, I don't think. Is that the one in the Scottish Cup? Aye, one against East Kilbride. East Kilbride, aye, aye, I remember. Aye, aye. Uh, I just, it just happened, to be fair, I don't know. I Honestly, I, I can't even explain it, if, if it was luck or what, but it just happened. I just, I just, I went in, the end of the day, I don't get it wrong, I've been getting stick for saying the goalie had no hands and, and whatnot. <laughs> all the boys, man, everyone. <laughs> I was here, like, he had no hands on and all that. It was, nah, it was, one of them ones. I'm just jealous. That's what it was. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> Brilliant. That'll wrap us up for this episode. I just want to thank Rory and Cameron for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having us on. It's been, been brilliant. I enjoyed it.
Brilliant. Thanks no worries for, at all. Enjoyed it. Thanks again, Shankers. Pleasure as always. No, pleasure's mine. Brilliant. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks very much. Cheers.